Happy Friday. You're listening to The Deems List, now part of The Eric Deems Show. That's right. We're switching it up a little bit here. It's Friday, October 16th, 2020, and we're going to change the format so it's a little better for you. We're going to have a weekend review. That will be The Deems List, part of The Eric Deems Show. So this week in review, listen. I know you want me to talk about the dueling presidential town halls uh, that we had uh, just last night, but I'll get to that soon. I have a couple of other things I want to hit on, and and we'll go from there. First, Monday was Columbus Day, so a happy belated Columbus Day to each of you. Now, I know you probably saw that uh, your calendars are popping up with Indigenous Peoples Day, which, listen, I'm okay with celebrating Indigenous people. Um, I've been told through my family there's a little bit of that in there for me too. I, probably a little more than uh, Elizabeth Warren, but um, nonetheless, uh, my dad uh, swears by it. We'll see. I don't know if he's done that. Uh, he has done the 23 in me, right? We'll see. I don't know if they had Native American on there. But um, nonetheless, yeah, we can celebrate indigenous people. But what I don't want us to do is forget the American dream that Christopher Columbus had. I know it's really easy in this PC world to start demonizing um, the winners of history. But we have to remember there are winners and losers in everything. And we can spend the rest of our lives looking back, or we can learn and look forward. I think we should learn and look forward. And I think the story of Christopher Columbus, 1492, when he would sail, (laughs) I won't do it. But there's a lot, I mean, this guy led trip, think, think of how difficult it is to uh, take to the high seas today in 2020. And this guy did this, you know, half a millennia ago, right? That's really powerful when you think about it. Uh, Enduring, overcoming a lot of obstacles. He made four of those trips, not just one. I'm sure, you know, the Vikings, you know, have their history as well. But I'm really concerned we're losing this because the PC police are out here writing tickets to those of us who just want to say happy. I mean, my goodness, I am from the state of Ohio, the city that is its capital, named for Christopher Columbus. Certain people in the uh, city government felt it necessary to remove the statue of the guy for fear of offending people. So, I mean, we're living in a time where this is on people's minds. Uh, It's on activists' minds, and then it's on those of us who sit back and think, well, what happened here? Well, Christopher Columbus led uh, the exploration of the West. An Italian. um, you got to think of what was happening, too, back in in the time of Christopher Columbus. I don't want to get into the history uh, too deep, but... um, Constantinople had fallen not too long before to um, Islam. And so there was a real fight for uh, the future. And faith was driving a lot of it. Still drives a lot today, in fact. 
Um, but Christopher Columbus, I think he's somebody that we shouldn't forget about, especially in these uncertain times that we're dealing with right now. Uh, we, we owe a lot to the colonization that happened back in that time. And yeah, you know, I think anytime you do something, you can always look back and figure out ways to do it better. But um, anyway, just wanted to reach out there to all of my fellow Americans who celebrated Columbus Day. And, and boy, whether you celebrated it or not, um, good luck going to the bank. <laughs> I forgot about that and uh, tried to go to the bank. Um, they were closed. Everybody's closed. Everybody that you want to be open, closed. Post office, tried to go in, needed to mail something. Was able to check the old P.O. box, but um, nope, see you tomorrow. So good luck to those of you voting via the USPS. Next on the story item here, number two of three. Yes, we'll get to the town halls last, but the next one is anybody noticing what's happening in the sports world? I just saw this. It's from Sports Media Watch. Um, I'm confused on what season we're in, right? 2020, year of the pandemic, whatever that means. Um, I tell you what it does mean, confusion all around and you know everything from at one point we had everything from horse racing to uh, hockey to football to golf to basketball I even saw a car auction that's how you know it's really <laughs> it's really gone downhill when I'm in a sports bar yep we're able to finally go back to those here in Nashville I'm in a sports bar and they have car auction which I hope that I hope that trend sticks. I hope that sticks around because I'd love to watch uh, more car auctions while I'm enjoying a cold one. But I saw this 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 stat, the list of stats actually on, on the viewership and what's gone down. Um, Stanley Cup Finals down sixty one percent. People aren't watching it. You know, it's out of season. What's going on? Um, NBA Finals down nearly fifty percent. You know what they say about that, right? You know, go woke, go broke. I think the NBA wisely decided, you know, we're going to play basketball next year and leave all of the political rants uh, off the jerseys and just focus on the game. I think that's probably wise for everybody. Um, MLB regular season down 26%. NFL regular season down 13%. And, of course, you know, they're still canceling games left and right because of the covid uh, but a winner here, and I'll just leave this with you. The WNBA Finals, that's right, our ladies. The WNBA Finals, up 15%. Hmm. So who knew? There could be a positive after all, right? So, the main event, everything you want to hear about. We are talking about the town hall. The dueling town halls. NBC had Donald Trump on last night at the same time that Joe Biden was on ABC. ABC uh, chief anchor George Stephanopoulos, former uh, Clinton Klan guy, uh, was leading uh, that, moderating, I should say. And then over on NBC, we had Savannah Guthrie from the Today Show. Now, if you recall, just a week ago, Joe Biden had a very similar town hall in Miami. So, you know, there were some arguments about, well, there was supposed to be a presidential debate, but then the debate commission canceled it. Um, 
you know, they say they canceled it for health reasons, despite um, the president's COVID uh, tests coming back negative and everybody saying it's okay for them to be in person. But don't forget, uh, the C-SPAN moderator, Steve Scully over there, um, he got canned indefinitely. So that's uh, that's too bad for him. He's got apparently he was um, not not doing too well with uh, trying to keep up the lie. So yeah, Steve Scully gone, uh, and I think that the commission on debates probably just wanted to let that wash away and have us all forget about it. Um, personally, I think Joe Rogan should come in and host a four hour debate between the two of them. And we'd be able to get out exactly what we want. But no, that's not what happened. Instead, Savannah Guthrie opens in this this diatribe. I, I thought it was terrible, actually. Just attacking the president. Never mind this is supposed to be a town hall. What she did was turn it into a debate. A debate between herself and Donald Trump. Asking him questions on things he had already answered and we've already heard answers to time and time again, whether it be taxes, whether it be the president continuously denouncing white supremacy and Antifa and all that, continues to just you know badger these dead horse of questions and then go to a break. And then finally we're able to get to some of these uh, voters, alleged undecided voters, and then some that have made their decisions. Meanwhile... Over at ABC, it's as if our good buddy Stephanopoulos is just spoon-feeding, you know, some Gerber baby food to the former vice president. How are you feeling? What do you think of this? What's happening? These coming from questions. Actually, I will applaud Stephanopoulos when when compared to Guthrie. uh, He actually allowed the town hall to be just that, a town hall. Letting these people in the audience communicate, talk back, and do their thing. Um, I did think it was odd. Every after end of every question, they took a five minute break, and I had to double check. I said, "Is it really a five minute break?" It was really a five minute break. So um, you know, who knows what that was about? I'm sure the campaigns negotiated that needed to be done. Maybe the vice president needed, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe. He needed to get on the oxygen after all of that, or maybe he needed to take a little snack or, you know, personal bio break. Meanwhile, over at NBC, whether the president wanted it or not, he wasn't getting any of that. Uh, He could have probably used a little oxygen and maybe uh, a fan. It was pretty hot out there in the Miami heat, no pun intended, but he held his own. I'll tell you that, um... I think you watch both these, and I watched them both. I recorded them and watched them both because I think you have to be fair and balanced in your assessment. Um, But I think there is absolutely no way. First of all, there's no way that Biden um, would have survived that because, let's just be honest, um, there's a bias in the media. Everybody hates Trump, seemingly. You know, orange man, bad. And so... um, They can't get over the dislike and the hatred they have for the man, Donald Trump, to even see his presidency as legitimate in order to treat him uh, as a sitting U.S. president. So, you know, all of that aside, I honestly don't think that Joe Biden could have physically, literally withstood 
the questioning from Guthrie. Because if you recall just a week ago, it was Lester Holt who was interviewing the former vice president. And again, more of these little pat questions of how you're feeling and what's going on and very few follow-ups. And you know, there's a whole bunch coming out right now with regard to the vice president's business dealings of his family, uh, as some would call the Biden crime family. But there are a lot of questions unknown. The FBI is investigating. A lot of people are trying to figure out what's happening. Um, those are some questions we should probably ask. But no, those aren't happening. This guy has a 47-year um, history of policymaking and leading in Washington. There's plenty to talk about. And it doesn't seem like our media can just get beyond the fact that they can't stand Donald Trump. And so because of that, we're left with this. And then a lot of the responses that we see in the Twitter sphere and on social media and just at, you know, lunch counters and bars across America, if they're open, uh, they're wondering, you know, what's happening? And it's an emotional response. It's, you know, we're getting further, further, further and further away from the ability to talk about the actual issues, the things you and I actually care about. Instead, it's all emotionally charged responses, even, you know, the pro-Trump folks, you know, criticizing Savannah Guthrie. Most of the criticisms I see are just emotionally charged attacks at her. Okay, let's get all that aside and say, where is the integrity of the press? The press to actually have fair and decent and responsible reporting on both sides, on both sides. It just doesn't exist. And where it does, it's just not in the mainstream. It's an interesting sign of the times and something we'll talk about in a future episode. So until then, this is the Eric Deem Show, and you're listening to The Week in Review, The Deem's List.